welcome man welcome back to another episode of format podcast got a great one for you here today gonna talk some nba and uh the greek freak but before we get to that you know what we got to do make sure you go ahead uh click that subscribe that like and that notification bell for me make sure you give us a five-star review um if you want the audio only version of the podcast make sure you reach out and grab that wherever your audio podcasts are available just type in the format podcast and uh, do a little search we should come up um, make sure you leave us a comment on YouTube or on your podcast platform. All that helps us rise in the algorithm, helps us find more sports fans, helps more sports fans find us. Finally, if you enjoy the show, make sure you share it. All right, let's get right to it. So today, uh, something I wanted to talk about is um, something I've been thinking about, obviously, with the NBA season underway and uh, a player that I really enjoy watching a lot, not necessarily because I put him in a certain category, and we'll get to that in a second, but just... Um, what loving how he plays because of the effort and not getting involved in so much of the soap opera aspect of the modern NBA. And that's Giannis Antetokounmpo, a.k.a. the Greek freak. Um, Got a lot of love for this guy. So, as you know, um, he's been a, a pretty big topic of discussion during the offseason and maybe for the last few years. Obviously, a defensive player of the year, a two time MVP, now a, a champion and um a guy that a lot of people who uh, are supposed to pundits, what have you, um, are starting to move quickly up the all time NBA leaderboards. Now, I don't necessarily uh, buy too much into that thing where people place players and all that, because obviously you guys, if you know my show, if you've been watching it, you know that my list is a little different from a lot of other guys. And again, those list things are so entirely subjective. I mean, in my estimation, there's one one position that shouldn't be that's number one and that's uh, obviously michael jordan but totally different argument different discussion for a different day and so that's fine but yeah um a lot of people are really starting to move him up the leaderboards in terms of what he's been able to do and if you know me again um i'm really iffy on that in terms of weighing today's players and what they've done and where that places them in the all-time uh, pantheon of nba greats just based on the fact that the rules are so different today it's so much easier to put up astronomical numbers the game is played so much differently um defenses for the most part been legislated out the physicality is gone from the game so it's so much easier to do so many things and you know most people will argue that a great player would be great in any era i'm not necessarily a proponent of that uh quick quick example there's no way you're telling me that james harden would still be great in the 80s or the 90s it just wouldn't be i mean his game, the way he, you know, dribbles the ball so much, holds the ball so much, uh, uh, more so when he was in his prime, like the the major Houston years, um, took so many bad shots, obviously uh, t- traveled consistently with the quote unquote gather step uh, on his uh, step back jump shot. Now you got to make the shots, I get it, but there's, there's just so much that goes into it. And my point is, there's no way you're telling me that in the 90s, he's getting away with that, especially in a situation where not only um, are you not shooting 10 plus three pointers a game? A coach will yank you for that. Um, in a position where the paint is much more crowded, where you're not getting away with all those BS foul calls to get all those extra free points. And uh, in a league where he would also have to defend at the two guard position, he'd have to chase Reggie Miller around. He'd have to deal with Ray Allen, uh, Kerry Kittles, um, uh, 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 Mitch Richmond. Um, you know, of course, Michael Jordan uh, later in the later in the decade, Kobe Bryant, although, you know, he played against Kobe a fair amount, but, you know, a young super spry Kobe. But the point I'm trying to make is there's no way you can convince me that some of these players today that are putting up these insane numbers would be the same players back then. But 
again that's another discussion for another day not necessarily the argument but today what i want to talk about is Giannis, and we know that um we heard comments uh speaking of james harden uh maybe a couple of years ago we heard comments uh from him basically talking about you know Giannis is basically seven feet tall all he has to do is jump and dunk he doesn't have a lot of skills okay during the off season we heard kevin durant make uh comments towards Giannis's skill level or lack thereof we heard obviously Gilbert Arenas being the most famous one um, on his podcast and on numerous other interviews double and triple down on the fact that he believes that Giannis is not a skilled player Giannis doesn't understand the game and that you know that's subjective in terms of what type of offenses teams are using what type of defenses he's facing etc etc um Gilbert also made the ridiculous comment that he doesn't know how to take care of his body. I, I, I don't know if Gilbert has recently lost his sight and isn't able to see Giannis, but that, that was a crazy comment. But point I'm trying to make is, oh, let me let me also mention, you know, we also hear stuff from some of the older school players. We heard uh, Charles Oakley say that Giannis would be a bench warmer back in the day. He'd come off the bench. I don't know if I go that far, but I also don't believe that Giannis would do the things that he does today in terms of being a seven footer, you know, pushing the rock down the floor, often going coast to coast, going straight down the lane with um, very little resistance. I, I don't see that back then, obviously, because uh, let's take the year 1990. Um, you've got a whole bunch of elite shot blockers in the league. If we even push it to 1994, you've still got them. You've got, you know, Elijah Warren, you've got David Robinson, uh, you've got Dikembe Mutombo, all three of those dudes are top 10 shot blockers. You've got Patrick Ewing, another top 10 shot blocker. So you got Shaquille O'Neal, another top 10 shot blocker. So the point I'm trying to make, and of course, back then, you also had a whole bunch of true power forwards. You know, the floor wasn't super spread the way it is now, making veritable highways to the basket. OK, so Giannis would probably not not probably he would not get away with a lot of the things that he gets away with. Now, with that said, OK, if Giannis came up back then when he came into the league, if he came into the league with that body at what he was six, nine, I think when he came into the league. But if he had come into the league with that body immediately, what they do is of course they get him on a major strength and conditioning program which you can see he's undertaken since he's coming to the nba um you get him bigger you get him stronger that's no problem because obviously his frame can handle it and he's got the work ethic to handle it but the difference would be they would teach him how to play the low block really teach him how to play the post in terms of post defense um and not saying he can't do that now but there's uh, much less of a need for post defense in the modern nba and they would also teach him much better post offense in terms of footwork post moves etc which to some extent he has begun to develop more of Giannis is one of those guys that you see every year he comes back improved in some facet of his game right um but so uh, what I'm trying to say here is we get all this commentary about his skills right or lack thereof so I'm wondering what exactly does that mean Giannis is now consistently averaging you know between five and a half and six and a half assists per game he's been doing that for four or five years now so he's the primary ball handler on his team he's the primary decision maker okay is uh making solid decisions and getting assists and passing the ball is that a skill because it seems to me Giannis has got that okay cool um we see Giannis he's been defensive player of the year he's multiple time all NBA defense now this is interesting because you got to wonder 
people don't even mention that when they talk about the skills i think when they talk about the skills they want to see the flashy stuff they want to see you shirt shoot excuse me uh 40 from three they want to see you dribble all day like kyrie irving and coincidentally carry a lot too but anyway they want to see you do all the fancy dribbling and cross people over and make people fall and blah 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 waste the shot clock and all this nonsense right they consider that being skilled and when I brought up Kyrie Irving's name, I'm not saying he's not skilled. He's extremely skilled. 50, 40, 90 guy. Great handle. Again, that great handle, uh, you know, caveat for me because he does a lot of carrying. But hey, if the modern NBA allows him to do it, so be it. But, you know, he can shoot the ball. He can pass the ball when he decides to. Right. Um, but yeah, back to Giannis. Um, is defense not a skill because he's a defensive player of the year? Now, some people would say that award doesn't mean anything because it's media voted. That's fine. But we do see Giannis consistently make the effort to defend both on the team level and on the individual level. OK, so we know that Giannis can defend. That's a skill. Um, we're seeing him now. He's adding things to his game. I, I actually saw him uh not the last playoffs i believe the playoffs before but if not then definitely last year's playoffs he started adding a uh one-legged fadeaway a la dirk Nowitzki to his game now the weird thing is sometimes he doesn't always need that and that again that's that's a problem with the modern player in terms of i don't know why you're shooting one-legged fallways if you're honest you're bigger and stronger than most of the people defending you get a couple of post moves on the low block they wouldn't be able to deal with you so you don't really need to be shooting those but again problem with the modern nba the way it's coached and the lack of uh post offense but hey uh you know he's nigerian so go hook up with dream and see if he can help you out but anyway um yeah so we we, we talk about Giannis. um he's developing a, a little bit of a post game he's developing an improved mid-range jump shot right um again he's passing the ball he's going to continue to defend and this season again it's only five games in he's shooting 35 percent from three if he can maintain about 35% from three, man, the league is not going to know what to do with this guy. They're just not. And so I'm wondering, here's the thing. If he has so little skill, right, and his skills are such an issue, why is it nobody can stop this guy? In all seriousness, like he's been getting busy for years now. You know he doesn't have skills. Why is it so difficult to keep him from doing what he's doing? that's that's what i don't get so it, it just seems to me like you have an issue with the fact of the way he plays right it, it may not be pretty enough for a lot of people okay cool but he won right he wins and he wins as the main guy he's not winning as being a uh you know a guy who just happens to be on the team he wins as the guy right you may have an issue with the way he plays let's be real here um, this is America. We would rather see uh, great American players. I've said it before. It doesn't matter how great you are. If you're a foreign born player, you're not going to get the same love as if you're homegrown. That's just what it is. OK, so you got a guy, Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? Hard name to say. That's why a lot of people say Greek freak. I mean, he is a freak, but Greek freak. It rhymes. It's easy to monetize all that good stuff. It's easy to market. But you know it's it's also more palatable than his you know long uh, uh african slash uh greek name right so that that's less palatable he's not an american so we find all these reasons to denigrate what Giannis is doing meanwhile we make up some silly thing about him not having skills so i'm wondering what would it take for him to have enough skills for those people who are saying what they're saying to stop talking about it i'm not a dude who uses the word hater 
lightly. I, I rarely use it because I just think it's a low information response in general. I think people just say that because, you know, they don't have a response. Oh, uh, you don't think LeBron is the GOAT? You're a hater. Uh, okay. You try to have the discussions with people, they don't have an answer. All it is is, you're a hater. Okay. All right, cool. So five games into the season, and again, only five games, very small sample size, but you look at Giannis, he's averaging 34 and a half points per game, 14 rebounds per game, five point assists per game. He's 60% from the floor. He's 35% from three, right? He's got uh, three steals, eight blocks. I mean, he's doing it all. So you, you have to wonder at this point, like what are the skills that people think Giannis is missing and how much of said skills would it take for them to back down off of those comments. All right, that's all I got today. Um, what I would love to know from you, again, what are the skills people think Giannis is missing and how much of those skills would it take for them to back down off of those comments? Uh, leave that in the comments section for me. Um, if you're on the audio podcast, do the same. Um, yeah, remember, uh, if, if you love the pod, go ahead, share it with everyone else. And I'm out, peace.